Welcome everyone to the Rethink It podcast, a podcast designed for equipping families and individuals struggling with brain health issues to identify practical, natural health science and lifestyle approaches to restore optimal brain health and prevent dementia. My podcast, my newsletter, my website, and my integrative practice all focus on providing down-to-earth solutions for upgrading and protecting brain health. This podcast is meant to supply women with brain fog and chronic health issues with the knowledge to choose affordable, effective tools and techniques that go beyond brain hacking. The goal is to preserve your quality of life, your health, your freedom, and your independence. I'm excited you're here today. I'm Sandy, your host for the next 30 minutes to an hour. When we think of chiropractic care, we often associate it with um, spinal adjustments for pain relief. That's always what I thought of. However, recent scientific studies have shed light on an intriguing connection between chiropractic manipulation and long-term brain health, which is what this podcast is all about. Um, and of course, the function of our brain. So this emerging field of research suggests that chiropractic adjustments can have a positive impact on our brain health long term, of course, promote, promoting overall well-being um, beyond just the musculoskeletal benefits. Right, Josh? <laughs> In today's episode, we'll be interviewing Josh Logan. Um, Joshua, Dr. Joshua Logan. Um, he's from the True North Health Center, which recently got rebranded in Colorado Springs. And together we're going to delve into some of the research surrounding the benefits of chiro chiropractic care and how it offers substantial advantages for not just immediate pain relief, but also long-term brain health and function. Um, we'll talk about some different approaches to chiropractic management, as well as some of the hard questions. And of course, I'm going to leave you some tips to help um, help you select a high quality chiropractor for you, you and your family and your loved ones. Dr. Joshua Logan, alongside with his wife, his beautiful wife, Dr. Taylor Logan, own and operate their own private practice, True North Health Center in beautiful Colorado Springs. His personal mission is to see every individual live out their true purpose and potential. And since opening his practice in 2018, he has been able to help thousands of individuals remove health barriers. I love that. So that they can fully live out their God-given purpose and potential. Amen. <laughs> so Dr. Josh is, uh, he was born in Denver, Colorado, so he's a native. <laughs> um, but he's resided most of his early life in Florida. Hey, go Florida. <laughs> go Gators. That's right. <laughs> he received his Bachelor of Science in Applied Phys uh, Physiology and Kinesiology. Can you muscle test? <laughs> Isn't that what that is? <laughs> yeah, it is a form of chiropractic, but they didn't teach you that in, in college. In Florida? Okay, well, cool. Sorry, aside here. Um, and the, he got his degree in the University of Florida, go Gators. <laughs> and he later received his doctorate of chiropractic at Palmer College of Chiropractic. He later received his board certification in neurology from the American College of Physical Medicine. So are you a chiropractic neurologist? Technically, it's neuropathy. So not neurology, but neuropathy. Okay. Okay. Did I misread your... Probably. <laughs> so, well, welcome to the podcast, yeah, Dr. Josh. Thanks, thanks for, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to, to joining you. Yeah, I'm so glad we're doing this. Um, I think this is so valuable. Like we were saying beforehand, um, I think that the 
the ability for people to really understand the care that they're going to receive is so important to empowering them to, to choose good well and not lose confidence <laughs> by choosing poorly and having bad experiences. I think you really need to be engaged in your own health, right? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So, Josh, I think what you and your team do is like, is, is extremely important. Obviously, I think it's so important. I'm having you on my podcast, but it's also been incredibly important in our personal health journey. Um, you were one of the first providers that I established care with for my son who has Lyme disease when we got here in 2020. <laughs> I knew that his Lyme protocol with supplementation, detoxification, nutrition was super important, but it was only, it's going to be limited if I didn't have good chiropractic care. I knew that. I just knew that. <laughs> so I was so thankful for your um, support in that process. Why do you think it's so important to implement chiropractic care with something like a chronic neurologic Lyme disease? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I just want to thank you for trusting us, obviously, with your family with that. Uh, but it really all, all comes down to adaptability. And I think you and I know how important that is for overall health and function. And, and chiropractic at, at the root source really helps just increase your body's adaptability. Uh, knowing that the nervous system controls everything, it controls how you adapt. Chiropractic directly works with the nervous system to help the immune system, the nervous system, organ systems, all of that function the way that it was supposed to, especially with you think of a, a neurologic Lyme disease that's really attacking the central nervous system. And so with chiropractic, we focus on the central nervous system, the peripheral nervous system too, but basically the brain and spinal cord and all those nerves. And so right. when you have those functions as optimally as possible, the body can adapt and heal uh, the way that it was supposed to. So it's like the ultimate adaptogen. <laughs> It's like, a, it's like an adaptogen it technically falls into no i'm just it's like the it's like yeah. the definition of adaptogen except yeah. it's 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 gentle manipulation that's that's wonderful oh well i just that gives me i know you just said not this is not the same manipulation but we'll talk about it in a little bit here so i've heard a lot about um how proper spinal alignment mm -hmm. provides efficient communication you guys do a great job educating i thought that was wonderful this the, these guys will take a chart I, I love it because when i brought my 17 year old and like the team sat them down sat him down and said look this mm -hmm. this area this area and this area are affected and the, these are the organs affected yeah. i thought this was beautiful so it's obvious that proper alignment um is a important for efficient communication to and from organ systems so obviously it's important to maintain good spinal alignment can you help us understand that process a little bit more yes uh, we can dive into some research here too have you heard of dr henry windsor before mm -mm. okay so he, <laughs> so he actually did this huge research study he's a medical doctor um where he actually took i believe let me see if i have it on on here he took 75 human cadavers and, and what he wanted to find is looking at organ dysfunction, basically organ disease, and he traced that nerve that went to that organ for function back to the spine. And what he found is that 95% of those individuals that had organ disease also had specific misalignments right where that nerve went into the spinal column. Wow. Which is crazy to think about. Wow. So, so again, it's a 95%. That's a pretty 95%. So that doesn't mean it's a causation, but there is correlation. Correlation. Yeah. And, and so with that being said, any misalignment in the spine, 
um, can put pressure and irritation onto the nerve that's going to that organ system. Um, University of Colorado, they actually did a research study where they I believe it was 10 millimeters of mercury or like a dime size weight. They put that on a nerve root and it reduced the stimulation or communication through that nerve up to 60%. Holy cow. Um, and so with that being said, uh, again, I, I do not want only 40% communication going to my heart or my lungs right. or my very important organs. And so there is a, exactly. So there's direct communication from your brain down your spinal cord out through those nerves to get to those organs. And when there's any miscommunication, it's kind of like a, a traffic jam on the highway. You have to go around or you just don't get through. And so there can be a lot of miscommunication uh, and dysfunction that comes with spinal um, dysfunction with that. A dime size. Dime size. Sure. Weight. It's so small, but can That's make a huge so, difference. So you got to think so many people are walking around. If you take, oh, yeah. I, I have a dimmer switch in this room right now. If you have the dimmer switch all the way down, the room is not that bright, but right. so many people are walking around just with only functioning at about 40% when, when, they could be functioning at 100%. So that's, again, yeah. a big mission of mine is just to help people just live to their fullest potential through that. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really amazing. And I think that I just think back on when I was working in surgery, mm. <laughs> operating on the spine. Yeah. Now, how many times we could have probably prevented a lot of our surgical manipulations that we did with just excellent chiropractic alignment um and care so it's, it's it's so unfortunate but so that's the whole reason we're out here talking about this i hope more people get um engaged in and preventative yeah, and not have to go to the surgery side so mm -hmm. so let's, let's let's shift gears to talking about chronic stress um because that's something that keeps us a repetitive theme in my podcast for sure that stress is a major contributor to declining cognitive function as we age, as well as a major contributor to chronic health issues. And the population, like the younger population, is experiencing more and more chronic health issues. I think it's something like 67% of people are, have at least two diagnoses by the time they're 45 years old. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a large, that's two thirds of the population. Um, so that's huge. So from what I understand, chiropractic's uh, chiropractic care <laughs> can help reduce overall physical and emotional stress. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us how that works? Yes. And again, it all comes back to the nervous system. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you, you've heard of the fight or flight response system. And that is all about the sympathetic nervous system. And right. but it also goes directly with the parasympathetic nervous system, which is known as the rest and digest system of the body. Mm -hmm. So that is all the autonomic nervous system. So that's the automatic. It happens on its own. You, and mm -hmm. so most people, especially Americans, uh, are constantly in this fight or flight response system, meaning stress is super high. It basically feels like you're being chased by an animal that's trying to kill you all the time. So mm -hmm. blood pressure goes up and your body's just not in a state to heal. And, and so with that being said, or detoxify, or detoxify, <laughs> exactly. And so with that being said, chiropractic, what it does is like I mentioned with adaptability, but it also balances the nervous system. And so for individuals that are constantly in this fight or flight response, constantly stressed, 
Mm-hmm. And adjustment can actually stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest, to start mm-hmm. to bring that body more into harmony. Mm-hmm. That way, both nervous systems are not attacking or fighting or competing against each other, but they can actually work together the way that they're designed to. Because stress is a good thing. It really is. I'm sure yeah. everybody knows about you stress sometimes, which is the good stress in the body. Right. But most of the time, we're constantly in the stress stress state that over time really leads to dysfunction. You can't detoxify, you can't heal, and that leads to a lot of the disease. You can't assimilate nutrition. Exactly. I mean, we want the good stress, the kind that we go lift weights and we get stronger, exactly. <laughs> you know, or we run a half a mile and the next day we can run three-fourths of a mile. But we don't want that chronic stress that drives the cortisol up. Mm-hmm. And and causes oh I don't know things like diabetes so you know uh, my question for you is um on on this you know how you apply chiropractic chiropractic care to some of the really stubborn situations because I I find in my practice that a lot of people have kind of this like long term fight or flight like childhood built on a teenage adult now we're in this rat race of life but we have this undealt with traumatic experiences as a child that's literally primed their nervous system for like fight or flight response do you find that some people are harder to bring out of that state what do you do things differently for people that you find are in that kind of state yeah that's, that's such a hard question too uh but again it, it really is having to retrain the nervous system mm-hmm. um the hardest, hardest people to help are people that don't want to be helped. Uh, So as you've probably mentioned, sometimes Mm -hmm. people take their their childhood traumas and things and they become an identity for them and to where they don't want to let it go. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to health um, with illnesses, people can make that identity. And so Mm -hmm. um, being able to not only encourage and bring hope and truly help people to realize, Hey, this is not the person you were designed to be. Right. You're designed to be able to heal and, and really flourish. And so right. that is a big thing that we do is we call ourselves hope dealers right. <laughs> where we want to be able to just deliver hope to people. Uh, that's a big thing that we focus on, but from a nervous system standpoint, um, especially with people that are very much stuck in that sympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. uh, the fight or flight response, we have to, really see how we need to adjust the body. Um, Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we do not want to mix nervous system segments. So that means I don't want to adjust maybe the Atlas, which is specifically for the parasympathetic nervous system versus Mm T6, the middle back, which can influence the sympathetic. So Mm -hmm. if you adjust both at the same time for someone who is really struggling in those nervous system states, Mm -hmm. you actually put them in a a disservice. And so, um, so there's a lot of things that we have to take into consideration on the front end uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that we're truly helping our patients to be able to, to thrive. I like what you said about it, the identity around that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had this conversation with a, a patient of mine yesterday. She's like, I, I'm trying to tell my family that I don't want to talk about my Lyme disease yeah. because I'm not my Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's yeah. a period of grieving when we un- when we understand that we have something that's okay and you kind of have to wrap your head around. But yeah. I, I really found it. I was really encouraged by her taking that ownership of like, I am not Lyme disease. I am not this, you know, I'm, I'm me. I I have a personality and the disease is just a bump in the road. Um, And so that's a great reminder to our audience (laughs) that, you know, it's easy to get caught up in that um, kind of 
it, it disempowers you <laughs> when you do that. So, you know, it, a lot of you have to work a little bit with our headspace as well as with your practitioner. <laughs> but I also think it was brilliant what you said about mixing the different areas of the spine and adjustment that I found that to be something very unique in your practice, having gone to chiropractics, chiropractors for many years. When um, we'll go back into that a little bit more in the upcoming question. So let's move on and talk. Um, oh, the other thing I thought was really cool when I was looking at this information, sorry, I wanted to bring this part in was that you kind of touched about touched on it with the adaptability piece that you said, but there's actually some good research recently, like I can't name the, the, the um, article, but I just came across it. it was amazing. It actually showed that chiropractic care improves your neuroplasticity as you age. Mm. So I thought that was huge. It's not just huge for our adults, but it's also important for the kids. There's so many kids with ADHD now, like yeah. it's like the number one prescribed drug in children. Right. So, and the, the study particularly showed that the neuroplasticity um, was specific to memory and um, function and memory function and attention. So obviously those things that ADHD and dementia both have in common. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that was really interesting. Um, so I've read a lot of studies about, in, as I was preparing for this uh, interview, about how chiropractic uh, care can enhance blood flow mm. and oxygenation to the brain. And that's actually something I never really thought about until I was seeing your team and you guys talked about it. <laughs> it's like, wow, you guys are really, you know what you're doing. <laughs> but that obviously enhances brain function. I've experienced it plenty of times where I'm like, whoa, I I feel better after an adjustment just because this all of a sudden I'm getting blood flow again to the brain. It's an amazing thing. Um, obviously that's really important because it improves your alertness and functionability. And obviously in anesthesia, I'm a, a hypervigilant practice where I'm constantly having to be alert. That's super important in my job. It's important in any high stress, hypervigilant job, professional athlete. I think it's important for all people and clearly that should have an impact on long-term brain health. Um, my question is, do you think, do you know of any studies or are you aware of how it affects long-term brain health? Do you think that it could? Yes. And, and there's, there's a lot of research out there to not only improve long-term brain health, but even just the blood flow to, to the brain, mm -hmm. which your brain needs nutrition. Basically blood is the food that brings that, to the brain. And so uh, if you think of the curvature of the neck, that plays a direct influence on the nutrition that gets to the brain. Hmm. When you start to lose that curvature, it actually reduces blood flow into the brain. What mm -hmm. I'm very concerned about is, is our kids these days where mm -hmm. they're constantly looking down at their phones, at a computer, and we're seeing more and more kids with a reversed curvature. And so uh, ideally, we would like to see the curvature in the neck be anywhere from 40 to 60 degrees as yeah. a, like a C-shaped curve. Yeah. Um, but as you lose that curvature, the spine starts to straighten out. It starts to stretch the vertebral arteries, and that actually will lead to decreased blood flow back up into the brain. And they're actually finding a lot of correlation now between decreased blood flow and nutrition to the brain to 
again, degenerative disorders. So that's, again, mm-hmm. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia. Oh, sure. And so, yeah. um, again, just showing how important it is for proper blood flow to the brain, which is directly correlated to the curvature in your spine, which chiropractors directly help with, yeah. uh, can make a huge influence for long-term health and preventing any of those neurodegenerative disorders as well. 100%. You know, there was a study when I was like a new PA in mm-hmm. like 2000 and or something like that came out it was about sleep apnea oh yeah it was the first study i saw about that um like that had that kind of data Mm. where it was like when it it linked sleep apnea um to dementia like it was the first kind of big study that showed that and to me honestly if you reduce oxygenation to the brain which your blood carries your oxygen (laughs) that's the same thing sleep apnea what the problem is is we're going apneic we're not oxygenating our blood so if that has a brain impact there's it's it's kind of logical to me that anything that can contribute to a reduction in blood flow and oxygen delivery to the brain is going to have a similar impact so I don't know. That just kind of, I know that's sort of mixed, but I, it totally makes sense to me. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing I want people to realize that you can think through these things are logical. Like a lot of science and medicine is, you know, it, it's logic. Just got to think through it, you know? Um, so since we're talking about blood flow to the brain, let's, let's, let's hit a hard question. <laughs> uh, of course I work in anesthesia, so I see a lot of surgeries. And I worked as a PA before, saw a lot of surgeries then and did a lot of surgeries. Um, so the question of cervical, oh my gosh, when I did surgery, cervical surgeries, we did not, nobody had good comments for chiropractors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did not, they were, it was just not something that we, we thought that was unsafe. Or that's what the, that's what the understanding in the community felt like. Okay. And the question often comes up about the safety mm-hmm. of cervical adjustments. Every now and then I still get it. In fact, it was not literally two months ago when I was in the doctor's lounge talking to a certain local surgeon. And she told me that her practice sees at least one major complication a year from chiropractic adjustments. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's also some big press that came out recently with the um, this a girl that ended up paralyzed in North Carolina from a chiropractor. She it was it, horrible headlines. I'm sure that the news just loved to take that headline and make all chiropractors look bad. Um, but so there's all those questions, and there's plenty of people I still run into average lay people who are like, "Should I go get an adjustment? I'm not sure. Is it safe?" Um, so. I've thought that was kind of weird because I actually have always had adjustment. Even before I was in medicine, I was getting adjustments, but it is something I hear a good bit. So there, um, the question I would say is what, what are your, your, what do you know of the data and the statistics on the safety of Mm -hmm. chiropractic adjustment? I mean, I feel like you're at risk drive, getting in your car more more likely to get hit by a car driving your car down the road than you are to get injured from a chiropractic adjustment. But what do yeah. you what do you know of that? Yeah, and so the chiropractic adjustment is is really really safe. Uh, mm-hmm. So you using the the analogy with the time in the car crash. So you have one in one hundred and one chance <laughs> one in 101 chance of dying in a car crash just by walking out right. getting in your car and driving to your local store um, 
when it comes to chiropractic, it's 1%. Maybe more here in Colorado. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But but especially when it comes to chiropractic. So, uh, what, what the research has shown, uh, the studies have shown that you have a risk of one in one to three incidents per 1 million adjustments. Um, so, so it's, that's very, very common. Very, very minimal. And so with that being said, again, I always like to like to ask, like, what, what is your malpractice insurance cost as well? And so for us, like for chiropractors, our malpractice insurance is very, very minimal, very affordable. And you got to think if the insurance companies are constantly having to pay out all of this money to help injured people from chiropractors, insurance would be crazy high. Um, And so thankfully, again, we really don't pay much when it comes to our insurance because it is so safe. In Mm -hmm. fact, I mean, I've adjusted all three of my kids just a couple hours after being born. It's so gentle. My wife was actually saved uh, because of a chiropractic adjustment. Uh, She actually stopped breathing uh, just three hours after being born. They were in the middle of the nowhere. It was a they were actually, it was a home birth and they couldn't get to a hospital. Oh my gosh. Dad had just graduated from chiropractic school. And so resuscitation, all of that was not working. And he actually checked the upper neck and she had a misalignment and he gently adjusted her and she immediately started breathing after that. And so um, when it comes to the risk, there's, there's risks with everything, obviously Mm -hmm. not saying it doesn't happen. There's a lot of pretty, terrible chiropractors out there as you probably are dealing with again a lot of terrible anesthesiologists and PAs and things like that but there's a lot of really good ones terrible providers in every field (laughs) terrible ones and great ones (laughs) you always got to take the risk benefit uh and with what we have seen uh, the benefits have consistently outweighed uh the risks when it comes to any type of adjustment I agree I agree 100 I I had my babies all adjust you know once I finished anesthesia school and I actually found a chiropractor again, um, I had all of my babies adjusted very shortly after being born several weeks, whenever I got back to the chiropractor, I had no fear of that at all. In fact, I knew that would help their brain and their body and their adaptability and all those things. So yeah. I was not scared at all. And, yeah, and something. the research even shows, so just babies going through the birthing process, oh, uh, yeah. It can be pretty traumatic for a baby going through a mm-hmm. small canal. Um, medical doctors, they've done research on this. And they found over 90% of these babies have some misalignment in their spine after the birthing process. And so mm-hmm. uh, people are like, hey, babies aren't in pain. Like, why would you adjust a baby? It's, again, it's not always about pain. It's um, about function. <laughs> but about function and, yeah. and significantly reduces risks of, again, ear infections, uh, sleep apnea for kiddos. I mean, sudden infant death syndrome, all of those things, which we can go into a lot of different things about that. Um, But just being able to latch properly and be able to sleep properly, which means mom and dad are are happy as well. Right. Yeah. The whole family unit has less stress overall. Mm -hmm. Um, That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I had a thought about that and I just lost it, but that was really interesting. Oh, I I was thinking about, you were talking about the, um, the, delivery through the birth canal yeah i've watched thousands of c-sections um and i would say that those are also pretty hard on the spine of a baby because we were trying to make as small an incision as possible in the mother's abdomen and the uterus and we were it is it is 
ergonomic. I mean, we can get the baby out, but it is, I'm always like, oh, that, yeah. yeah, we're pulling on the, oh gosh, we're pulling on the head. <laughs> oh, we're pulling, you know, like it's just, it looks like it's very unnatural. And I, it, it would surprise me yeah. if those babies didn't have some sort of misalignment. Because it is no unnatural. <laughs> it is unnatural. Yeah. And, and it's amazing the amount of torticollis cases we get in our practice um, after cesarean sections. And Really? And it's, again, with you too, I mean, it's so important um, for that baby to have proper gut health after that too, because mm -hmm. the first instance of proper gut health is through the vaginal canal. And so yep. when you totally bypass that and go through a cesarean section, the baby is not getting the proper immune system response that it needs to start right. healthy. So right. the whole not, other topic. Too, not that. getting exposed to that flora that isn't designed to be exposed to. That is absolutely no question. Uh, independent risk factor, something I actually ask on my intake form on all my um, patients. I don't care if they're 60 years old. I'm asking if they were born by C-section or, yeah. you know, or if they were nursed or if they're bottle fed. And yeah. those are all really important points. Yeah. Um, so what's your, give us your kind of overall chiropractic technique and philosophy. Talk, yeah. talk to us about that. What yeah. makes yours a little different? For sure. So, so our technique, so we, we pride ourselves in being what's called neurologically based, meaning we specialize in focusing on the nervous system function and how that relates to the structure of the spine. And so, um, you'll, you can go to so many different chiropractors, uh, throughout this city and they'll have different philosophies of what they're doing. One may mm -hmm. be, Hey, I'm just trying to get you out of pain. Mm -hmm. One may be, Hey, I'm just trying to make this joint move a little bit better. And they don't even focus about function or pain. But for us, uh, we're all about nervous system function. And so we practice what's called the Gonstead uh, method and analysis. So it's a, it's a technique to adjust the spine, but it's also an analysis to know exactly when you need to adjust very, very importantly, what you don't need to adjust. And I think that's more important than what you adjust as well. Yeah. Uh, and so really when it comes to our technique, we, we use different instruments. We use x-ray analysis. We do different mm -hmm. palpation. I mean, you notice you, people mm -hmm. come in our office, they wear gowns so we could see what the spine looks like. If there's any uh, blemishes along the spine, which are called pseudoriferous changes, fancy term. But, uh, but we use a five-step analysis every single time that an individual is in our office to know what we need to adjust, mm -hmm. but also we're able to see progress through that analysis at the same time too. Now, I noticed you do some things um, also pretty differently. You check in um, like every so often you check in and you do not just self-assessment, but you do some mm -hmm. not just subjective, but objective measurements besides x-ray. Mm -hmm. um, that last one that you did was an HRV test, right? Yeah. So what were you looking for on an HRV? What is that? Yes. I, I, maybe some people might know what HRV is now that there's all the aura rings and maybe they're watching it on their Apple. But <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but maybe some people don't know what, an, what your HRV is and why a chiropractor would be measuring an HRV. Um, can you talk to us about what that? Yeah. That so is HRV about? stands for heart rate variability. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, I feel like it's, that's a pretty popular topic right now, just because uh, a lot of tests and studies are showing this to be one of the gold standards for adaptability of the nervous system. And I know we keep talking about this as yeah. well, too. And, and because chiropractic 
directly contributes to how well your body can adapt, we like to test for that in our office. And so we like to get a baseline to know where they're at um, from an adaptability standpoint. And when you think of heart rate, um, you just think of all right, 60 beats per minute. Mm -hmm. uh, this is measuring the variability in between the beats. And you want them to be more variable than less variable because mm -hmm. The more variable that you have, your body can adapt to stress. The less means that your body is not going to do well if your body comes across a disease, illness, mm -hmm. stress in the body. And so mm -hmm. we're able to directly test for that in the office. And then we are able to adjust and see improvements with that. And then we can also look at other areas because nutrition plays a huge role with that. Sleep plays mm -hmm. a huge role. Right. What uh, you're doing for exercise, how you're mm -hmm. doing for management of stress, whether that's meditation, prayer, yep. hot, cold <laughs> showers, breathing, all of those. Right. So we look at all of those areas because we have a basically a, a stage in our practice, which is what we call lifestyle optimization, mm -hmm. and where we truly want to get to the root cause and help people truly have an optimized life as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, several things came across my mind as you were talking about the heart rate variability. One was in medicine. So in pediatrics, like if you come to the hospital or not pediatrics, like OBGYN, you're about to deliver a baby, come to the hospital and you're checking they're checking your baby you're about to deliver your baby they're putting a strap across your belly mm -hmm. and they're measuring the heart rate and actually what we're looking for besides that we have a high heart rate because babies should have really high heart rates is this variability okay. they actually will call an emergency c-section if the variability changes drastically so mm -hmm. hrv is something we're looking already for in a neonatal situation like as a sign of a healthy and thriving baby uterine, So it's just kind of something that's just, you know, we're applying it now to adults. The other thing I thought about, and I don't know where to go with this, but I, I see tons of patients on beta blockade, which yeah. is a medication where they basically slow the heart rate in order to, there's several reasons we do it, right? We do it for people with anxiety and PTSD in the younger populations, but we also do it for blood pressure management. Um, but the, the concern I have, I don't know, I, I just, it totally eliminates your <laughs> Like your heart rate is 62. I don't care what happens in surgery. It's 62. It's 62. Whether you're bleeding out, it's 62. Whether you're stable, it's 62. Like it's 60 all the time. And that's, that's, a, it's got to affect something with our nervous system. I don't know. That's just a random, I have nothing, nothing smart to say about it, except that i I was, you made me think of it when you were talking about the HRV. There has to be an impact somewhere, side effect from blocking the rhythm, the rate variability of your heart. Absolutely. You know? Um, so when I sent you this information to kind of look over just to get, you know, prepared and stuff, there are a few things that you uh, helped me understand. So there's difference between adjustment and manipulation, mm -hmm. even in verbiage and language. So and, and you kind of started to touch on the technique that you used when we talked about, like, what's your practice philosophy? Can you just give us kind of an overview of the different types of um, chiropractic techniques there are? Um, and like, do you, do you think that the some are safer than others? Yeah. And what is the difference between <laughs> manipulation and adjustment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I guess I could always kind of bring it back to manipulation versus adjustment. Um, 
I've always just been squeamish with that term. Just no one ever likes to be manipulated. Like I'm manipulating you right That's now. Good point. Me, right. <laughs> uh, good point. So just thinking about that manipulation, uh, it all kind of started. So chiropractic, osteopathic medicine, like all of that have started kind of around the same time. Um, physical therapists, they've kind of gone through that as well too. But um, manipulation is and all in all a very gross manipulation, basically gross movement of a joint, basically. Mm-hmm. A specific adjustment is specific. Uh, mm-hmm. You find that one segment that's misaligned. You're not trying to adjust everything around it just to get that segment moving. Mm-hmm. You want to be specific with it. And so in our practice, we call it a, a sniper approach versus a shotgun approach. And so yeah, that's definitely something <laughs> I noticed was very different about your practice. When so, I had gone pre- previously, I lay down and they just... Yeah, <laughs> you didn't do that so. for sure. And so, if you've ever shot a shotgun before, you basically you shoot one bullet, bunch of pellets come out, and you hope to hit the target. Right. Uh, and then, same thing with manipulation. You adjust a bunch of the spine and hope that one of those adjustments may have helped the patient in front of you. Um, with us, we have a full analysis. We call it a sniper approach where we use just one specific adjustment to adjust that misalignment. Um, but what we find is that when you over adjust the spine, uh, you can actually overstimulate the nervous system as well. So you'll notice uh, in our practice, we typically don't adjust more than three segments at times uh, yeah. just because you can overstimulate the body and the nervous system at that. And so um, we use objective data to know where there is the most nerve inflammation using uh, basically thermography in our practice to see mm-hmm. where the heat changes are based on inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we adjust based off of that. And so mm-hmm. my biggest recommendation for people is just to find a chiropractor that has an analysis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, again, beyond could, x-rays, beyond <laughs> x-rays as well. Um, Cause I think most chiropractors will, well, that, that's my analysis of x-ray. <laughs> yeah, and, and surprisingly, not many chiropractors x-ray. And, and so... What? It, yeah. It, <laughs> it's, I'm sure you've heard of the joint franchise. They're, oh, yeah. uh, they're all over uh, the United States, and they don't do any x-rays in, in their practice. And so... Um, and, it's a little concerning. <laughs> no, it, again, they're great referral partners for us. Yeah. Uh, but. Right. But especially for for that, it's just a different philosophy with that and different specialties. So because of our specific specialty, we do take on a lot of the harder cases that um, other chiropractors were not able to to help. Uh, And so, uh, and that's the thing too, is some people may have already been to chiropractors and they say, oh, chiropractor didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just the analysis. Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't take x-rays. Maybe they mm-hmm. didn't do a specific motion study x-ray to know exactly the millimeter and degree of the misalignment to know how to correct it. And so mm-hmm. um, there's so many different techniques out there, but what resonated to me the most was the Gonstead method because of how specific it is for each specific segment throughout the whole entire spine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's techniques called upper cervical chiropractors and they just focus on the top two bones in the neck oh, yeah. They're amazing at the analysis and adjustment of those areas mm-hmm. uh, so we have taken that approach and we've actually looked at all segments throughout the whole spine to know how we need to adjust it and be as specific as possible for that and because of that we get really good results yeah <laughs> you do so what i kind of heard there mm-hmm. um was because you know the goal for me is to help 
equip people with the tools to select the right provider for yeah. them and their specific needs yeah. and to do and to, to to not choose somebody who's know how to ask the right questions right Absolutely. to keep themselves safe but also have the right provider to resonate with them i'm not the right provider for every patient like who has brain health issues right there's there's a provider for everyone um so what what i kind of heard you say is like when you if you're if you're looking for a chiropractor and you're trying to figure out the right fit for you mm-hmm. some of what may, maybe this is what i heard in the background <laughs> um figure out what your philosophy what are you looking for in a chiropractor are we looking for improved functionality um overall overall health support Mm -hmm. or just pain relief and joint mobility like those are the three that i heard like health pain or mobility Mm -hmm. Uh, you can get i can get my my pain relieved believe me i walked into your office plenty of times <laughs> and i pulled some move and walked out but uh I, I believe you can get that all in one one place but um if your goal is just to i want to get in and get my pain relief then that there's a chiropractor for you that's got a philosophy that fits that mold is that kind of what you're saying <laughs> yeah absolutely and and it really all comes down to our our patients goals and right and, um some patients they come in there's like hey hey doc i just want one adjustment i want this area to move mm-hmm. um we're most likely going to send them to the joint right down the street and mm-hmm. so that's why i mentioned that hey, they're a great referral yeah. partner because some of the patients don't want long-term optimal health and so right. um again when it comes to questions i would always ask like do you take x-rays Right. You take post x-rays to keep the chiropractor accountable that they're making the structural changes that they should be. Right. So we're doing objective. We're not just saying I feel better, but we're also getting some objective data. Exactly. And then do you have an analysis to know each visit? what you should be adjusting and what you shouldn't be adjusting. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the main questions that I would ask if I am looking for a chiropractor or um, if we're referring our patients to other chiropractors that have traveled out of state or things mm-hmm. like that as well, too. Mm-hmm. That's such good information. Um, so that was my next question. Obviously, <laughs> I have plenty of people who live outside of the U.S., yeah. and, you know, all over the globe kind of what are good ways to choose a chiropractor you just mm-hmm. answered my question so that was great um is it okay for people to call chiropractic like chiropractic offices and ask for an interview or how do you recommend they interview a chiropractor yeah i, I interview all of my providers <laughs> i interview a biological dentist i'm going to interview yes. a chiropractor absolutely and, and i think it all comes down to reaching out to that office um mm-hmm. whether it's uh, the front desk, one of the chiropractic case managers or assistants to be able to guide you in the right direction. If you're lucky enough to talk to the doctor, then hey, all, all means reach out and ask those questions as well too. Um, you can always reach out to us also. Uh, you can, I'm giving you all full permission, your audience to email us and we can help guide people to chiropractors that we trust because we have an amazing network throughout the whole United States. That's awesome. Um, and, and so we can always help um, guide people in the right direction to be able to help find chiropractors to be able to assist them as well. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that. So 
I always leave my audience with some basic kind of simple brain hacking techniques. Like mm-hmm. last, I think the last one I left them with was, was, was grounding. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just something simple that they can implement, implement like now today without killing themselves. Just yeah. a simple thing um, that will help guide them in, a, in their journey to better, better health. So do you have any suggestions yeah. Um, so when you asked me that, I was I was thinking of all these different things that we, we implement um, as a family, but also to our practice as well, too. Um, um, I love grounding. I'm so glad that you talked about that. Uh, I'll, I'll give you two two really easy, easy things. Um, just when you wake up in the morning, first thing, go outside and look at the sun. Uh, <laughs> I think that's an amazing thing to not only um, help with melatonin levels, but get your body and nervous system in a really good place to start functioning properly without yes. going straight to the, the blue light that you look at your phone all the time. In uh, fact, I would take that for a step further and resist the temptation to pick up your phone yes, <laughs> until absolutely. you've done that. <laughs> you go barefooted, so you're grounding and doing that at the same time. Right? There you go. <laughs> Uh, but another one is, have you heard of the, the five and a half rule? No. Okay. So, uh, it's very, very simple and it's all about breathing. And so, uh, the perfect breathing technique from what I've read, I've just finished this book called breathe. It's amazing. I highly recommend everybody to read it. Uh, but you breathe in through your nose five and a half seconds. Oh, and then you breathe out through your mouth five and a half seconds. So you should what? be breathing about five and a half times a minute for that. And that is one of the most optimal breathing techniques and strategies to not only increase your immune system function, helps regulate the vagus nerve, but a big thing with that too is adaptability and HRV. So people yeah. that follow that have a much higher heart rate variability score as well. Oh. So and that's something you could easily do uh, just while you're watching TV, just oh, focus yeah. on your breathing and breathing out. And that is something that you can immediately do to help. You can do that anywhere. <laughs> exactly. So super simple. Yeah. Uh, but again, most of us are mouth breathing. So we're breathing in through our mouth, out through our mouth. Mm-hmm. And that is really, really terrible for you in the long run. And so being able to switch your mindset to breathe through your nose and then exhale can have a huge impact as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really great, I mean, that's a really great tip. Both of those are really great. I love the stepping outside and, and just for the audience sake of why we do that. Mm -hmm. And you kind of touched on that early morning light is extremely therapeutic. Um, There's actually a pathway through our retina called Mm -hmm. the retinal thalamic pituitary pathway <laughs> and uh, he, he touched on it it helps regulate your production of melatonin but not just that if you have hormone issues it's going to help stimulate and balance any mm. disruption in your hormones thyroid ovarian testosterone you know estrogen those type of things so it is a p- powerful technique and the key is that you do that first thing before you expose yourself to early morning light and the breathing thing that is really interesting i've I've played with a bunch of breathing techniques. I like that one because it's simple. Simple. <laughs> and the thing that I bet everybody's going to notice right away is that it's hard to exhale like that quickly. Like, you know, like inhale, inhalation, t- first of all, you, you want to stop, re- stop inhaling around three seconds because like you quickly inhale and then we, 
you know, or we, we lose our resistance when we inhale. And then our body naturally recoils to exhale. So to control our breathing to five seconds, that's like really hard to do. <laughs> I would add to, to it like you did with the breathe, with the, with stepping outside first thing in the morning, I would habit stack that. Mm. I remember when I was a teenager and I was doing cheerleading and I was trying to learn to do the splits. I would sit there at, I would sit in front of the TV because we didn't have remote control (laughs) and I would watch my show. I think I was watching like Bewitched or something (laughs) reruns and at the, the commercials because i couldn't fast forward them i would do my splits like mm. that's when i would do my splits i'd have every day i'd watch my show and i'd do my splits habit stacking is is the key to really building this in so like i think maybe something that would be easy to do is either first thing in the morning or sitting at a red light pick something that you know you're going to do every day and habit stack that breathing into that. You can do it anytime, but you're going to get a better um, habit development mm. if you stack it with something you're already doing. Love it. All right. I love that. Thank you so much for this interview. I think that really helped us dig into the science without being too overwhelming. I think yes. you left people with awesome tools for not just biohacking, but also for choosing a good chiropractor that fits their needs. I think that's ridiculously important. And I'm so thankful that you took the time to, <laughs> to share that with everybody. Um, is there anything else you want to leave us with? Or uh, I mean, it, you've hit it all. I mean, brain health, nervous system health, all of that is so important. And so the more you put your time into that now means the less you have to focus on it down the road. And that's being proactive makes a huge difference for long-term health. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to obviously recommend you go see Dr. Josh or Dr. Taylor at the true North health center. Mm-hmm. If you're in Colorado Springs, um, um, how can we, pe- people connect with you? Do they just need a call? Should they visit your website or. Yeah, they, they can call us. Um, I'll, put my phone number in. We'll share it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll share it. And then you can find us online at the true north um, but, but yeah, we have people traveling all across the state to come see us for care. So don't just have to be in Colorado Springs, uh, but, but we do uh, see people all across the state for that. That's awesome. All right. Well, I'll put all the connection all the way that you can get in touch with the um, team at True North Health Center um, yes. in our show notes today. And any kind of references that we made to things that you, you know, tools or techniques or products. I don't remember. I think we you mentioned a book. So I'm gonna have to go back oh, yeah. and um, get that link from you. Okay. So there's a couple of things, anything like that, that's an asset to people. We'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. And I look forward to talking to everybody soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. For the next six months, as we try to get the word out there about this podcast content, we are offering a very special promotion. We will be doing a drawing to give away a free MRT food sensitivity test, which samples the top 88 common food sensitivities. This test has a value of $399 and we will be giving it away for free. MRT is the most advanced and reliable test for hidden inflammatory reactions to foods and food chemicals, and it identifies your best foods. So this is not an allergen test. This is a food sensitivity test. This helps you when you identify your best foods, 
and I, all this hidden inflammatory reaction. It helps you make a strategic food plan in order to rapidly reduce systemic and digestive inflammation, which improves outcomes of any other digestive health program that you're currently participating in. This is something I do for a lot of my clients um, in order to rapidly get ahead of the inflammation that they're dealing with. For more information about the test, please go to our website, beyondbrainhealth.com, and check out the Direct to You Labs. We'll, we'll also provide a link for you in the show notes, so you can check that out as well if that's an easier direction for you. But as I said above, I am excited to offer this test, this $399 test to you for free. Here's how you qualify to get it for free, okay? So I'm gonna warn you, since this test is almost $400, there are a few steps you must qualify, I mean, you must follow to qualify for this drawing. Okay, it's a $400 test, so it's not just one step, you guys. <laughs> so here we go. Go to your show notes on whatever podcaster you're listening on, whether it's Google, Apple, or Spotify. Give us a rating, good or bad, I appreciate both and comment on the podcast. I really appreciate the honest feedback, especially as I'm growing and learning this whole post podcasting education process. I want you guys to really enjoy our time together. So let me know how I'm doing. All right, number two, step number two, you will also follow us on Instagram or Facebook, please, and give us a comment there as well. Those links should also be found on every single episode of our show notes. So you just need to open the show notes that you're listening on right now and, you know, click, click the link to your Instagram or Facebook, um, whichever you guys prefer social media platform that you prefer to be on and follow us there and give us a comment. And lastly, to qualify for the drawing, please share this podcast with at least one person. Okay, so to sum up, you're giving us a rating on your favorite podcaster, whichever one you prefer. You're going to follow us on the podcast and on Instagram or Facebook, whichever you're on, and give us a comment on both. And lastly, you're going to share this content at, with at least one person. That's a few steps, but it shouldn't take you more than 60 seconds to complete all three. We will be doing the drawing on December 15th, 2023. So let's get the word out there. My hope is that this podcast has left you with a few new insights, hopefully some encouragement, and most importantly, some actionable steps forward toward healing your body and your brain. If you found this content helpful, please don't forget to give us a like and, a, and share it with someone else who might benefit from it. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram and Facebook pages. I love hearing from you guys. I look forward to spending some time with you again soon. So until then, celebrate the small victories. There really is hope for lasting healing. <laughs>